You guys ready? Always ready. All right. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Improper Mimi, where we talk about empowering women at home, work, and play. And today I have two guests with me, and we're going to talk about what it feels like when we're playing with our podcasts. <laughs> so I have two great members with me from the Black Podcasters Association. Uh, we'll let you both introduce yourselves. I mean, that's okay, Curry. You know, it's all improper here. So cheers. Happy birthday to Mimi. Cheers. Hey. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mimi. And um, these are just, you know, vitamin waters. Yes. We're trying to keep vitamin. everything very on the up and up. That's but right. yes, I have with me Corey and as well Raphael. So thank you guys for being oh, here. Oh, definitely. Couldn't miss this. It's an honor to be oh. here. Actually, it's an honor for me to be here because Raphael was so gracious <laughs> to have me into his studio today. So we're, we're just, you know, slumming it with my homies. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, why don't you guys tell me a little bit? Well, we'll let Corey go last. So Raphael, oh, tell Corey, me Corey how you got involved with the Black Podcasters Association. Well, I was um, roaming on the internet streets one day and Corey found me and just hijacked me or kidnapped me or he something. Kidnapped, yeah, yes, yeah. He kidnapped someone. Nigerian style. You know, <laughs> well, you know, was, uh, there's a lot of kidnapping. His family didn't want to give up the money, so I kept them. <laughs> so you kept them. Like, they, they still won't give up the money, you know. They still won't. I'm, I'm, I don't think my family will, will pay for anything. I mean, yeah. somebody will collect money in my family and that person won't be heard from me anymore. So I'll go marry a new wife or something. You know, uh, their sweetheart, you know. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, uh, the Black Podcasters Association. One of the best things to happen to me. I was technically Aww. done with uh, you know Facebook groups, and I well, no, I think that day I was just roaming around the Facebook streets, and was, I don't usually take uh, recommendations seriously on Facebook, and I saw Black Podcasters Association. And I was like, huh. Mm -hmm. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? I don't know. <laughs> you know, because all the Facebook groups I've seen for podcasters are, uh, um, what's 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 your pod, uh, put your podcast here and I'll give you five stars. You know, put your, and you do that and then it's just spam. You just keep getting. So I was like, man. So what was different about Black Podcasters Association? I said, well, you know, let me try it. I yeah. tried for 24 hours and see. You know, <laughs> what's, we'll worst that, what's the worst that will happen? I'll bounce out immediately. Yeah. And lo and behold, two years later, uh, I'm here. I've been to Afros and Audio Festival in person, thanks mm -hmm. to BPA, and uh, made new friends. Uh, I've collaborated with a whole bunch of uh, members, and hey, you know, I'm. Uh, it's one of the best things that happened to me in my podcasting career. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I've encouraged many people to join. People who. Uh, who are on their beginning of podcasting, mm -hmm. people who have uh, who are, have already been podcasting. And no matter where you are in your podcasting career, I keep telling people, like, this is one of the best things to join. Mm -hmm. Even those who are overseas, I keep talking to them. Like, hey, don't, don't think it's only for Americans. Yeah, There's room for you here. There's room for all of us. So come, come join, check it out. And you'll benefit like I have done, like I'm still doing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so it's it's just helped me in my growth. It's helped me to embrace myself even more, and I hope that mm -hmm. it will do the same for everybody. Excellent. Yes, I mean I definitely 
you know, when I found Black Podcast Association, I really found it to be a lot of information, mm-hmm. a lot of people sharing their experiences, um, and just even exposing me and letting me know that there's other people out here doing the same thing that we're doing. Oh, yeah. And so, <laughs> ah, yes, um, that there's other people out here doing exactly what we're doing. And it, it just, you know, encouraged me to keep at it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, they only start and they may not finish. They may do like five episodes and they'd be like, uh, I'm done. I can't keep doing it. I can't edit. I can't get any listeners or anything like that. So I found a lot of information, you mm-hmm. know, from the group that was like, oh, okay, yeah, let me try this or try that. And like you said, collaborations. And so Mr. Gomes. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey, Corey. <clears throat> so, yes, sir. Tell me. Uh, I'm, I'm Corey Gomes. I'm the founder of the Black Podcasters the Association. The and truthfully, I wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be where we're at without like the work that Mimi done, has done behind the scenes, even with the stuff that Raphael has done. So I got to give you guys your flowers because uh. <clears throat> you guys make the community. <laughs> it wouldn't be a community without y'all. It would just be me talking to myself. So yeah. Funny story, though. I almost didn't admit um Raphael into the group because <laughs> it, I, I saw this thing that said white lame, no, white label American. And I was like, <laughs> and it was around that time, you know, like Trump stuff going on. Uh-huh. And I was just like, and he didn't, he didn't have a profile photo. So I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me ask him who this is. Because, <laughs> you know, I was like, this Did you white... give him the black card test? <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> but um, I'm the founder of the Pod- Black Podcast Association, which started as a Facebook group. And, mm-hmm. You know, Mimi and Raphael and a bunch of other people joined and they you guys helped shape the community and then we decided to go private and it's just yeah. been fun ever since and was we're working on some things before I got here. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but uh Yeah. It's been a great and I, I gotta credit you and Afrika. I always tell a story like <laughs> I love it. I wouldn't tell be doing again. these I wouldn't be doing these um these interviews and live streams and talking publicly, if it wasn't for that time you and Africa clown me for when I was like, I got to be behind <laughs> the scenes. And it's like, no, Corey, you got to be in the forefront. So right. I'm always indebted to you for that. Uh, well, and other I'm, things as well. Well, thank you for letting us kick your butt and, you know, yeah. encouraging you to step out there. Brooklyn um, kicked his butt. <laughs> a Brooklyn transplant, no less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But still Brooklyn. Brooklyn That's right. Still credit. Brooklyn all day, every day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Excellent. Well, as you guys can already tell, uh, these are not the voices of our typical guests. Usually we have women and we're talking about things that empower women. But I think, you know, a lot of the things that help us to share and and expose our voices, you know, um, we have a lot of supporters out there. And those supporters are black men, they could be white men, they could be white women, they could be Filipinos, they could be hey. Spanish, you know, um, from many different areas. We really uh, formed this village to help us to to grow and to encourage each other along the way. Um, so I would love to ask you guys, um, when you think of empowering women, you know, hopefully you have some strong women figures in your life. You know, who kind of comes to mind of who you, um, you know, that's your heart. That's who you would, you know, like, you know, go to bat for. Like, these are the women that have kind of shaped your, um, you know, vision of women. You know, hopefully y'all have some positive, you know, <laughs> <of> role models. 
I got bomb issues. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like Anakin. It could have been, you know, <laughs> you're turning into a Skywalker. <laughs> Anakin, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, for me, I mean, listen, I, it's too many to, to mm-hmm. name. I, I mean, I mean, my mom was a single mom for most of my life, so mm-hmm. um, she taught me and my sisters to be independent and. You know, she was she was going to school, working, and you know, so we had I, you know, being the oldest, I had to cover a lot of the weight. But um, mm-hmm. I had my older cousins. Um, <clears throat> I have a, some of my best friends are, are, are women, so I get a lot of you know different perspectives from them. So <laughs> I, I mean, it's just a lot of women have come in and out of my life that have played big role. My grandmother was very strong and independent. Uh, didn't really know my father's side, but mm. I did know some some things of her. I had some experience, so she was even a, like a strong, strong woman, and she she's done a lot, you know, in Puerto Rico. So, mm. you know, I just come from that that vein. But um, I got to you know, some of my best friends have been like really there through the thick and thin, and the ups and downs, and the crazy moments of my life. So <laughs> they've yes. been a big help. But you know, my my mom, my cousins, my sisters, mm-hmm. my grandmothers. Um, it's just like, and I think that's why, like, you know, you, you, you Africa, you know, a lot of the women in the, in the, in the community as well. Like, mm-hmm. it's, we just, y'all have been some of the biggest components on helping the BPA move as far as it, as it has. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I really, that's why I champion it. That's why we try to do like the women's history thing and, yeah. you know, have some other things in the works that I want to start doing. But those, you know, <laughs> it's just funny. I'm like... <laughs> Like that, asking me that question, I realized mm-hmm. like how many women actually have influence over the things that I do. That's or, right. That's right. You know, we don't always agree. We bump heads a lot, but they do have influence. So I can't, I can't deny that. Yeah, and a lot of times, you know, there's nothing wrong with bumping heads. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully it's out of love or out of hoping to see someone grow. You know, that you can. You know, either chastise them or clown oh, them in a loving def- way. It definitely you know? is in my in my in my, <laughs> my part because the stuff yeah. that I put some of these people through, mm-hmm. the fact that they're still around, it has to be love. <laughs> it's like, damn it, you know, I really want to <laughs> see you do better, but I'd give you one more chance before that's it. <laughs> yeah, and they give me another chance. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, yes, women. You know, sometimes we can be. Uh, you know, I tell people a lot of times. You know. Especially last year. I got to find a new word for 2024, but right now it's been boundaries for 2023. Mm -hmm. You know, so as much as we want to, you know, love on people and help other people, we also have to like look at ourselves and, and, and protect ourselves and, and what it is that we're trying to achieve. Um, And so, you know, I've been telling people boundaries, 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 but yeah, there, there are a lot of times where you might give people two, three chances because you can see that potential in them and you really want them to to reach that next level, you know, so you really try yeah. to encourage them. And um, I'll be so. crossing boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a habitual boundary stepper. <laughs> He's the hot stepper, yes. <laughs> All right, Raphael. So. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in you know the past accounts for the present and the future mm-hmm. and you know um my mom is in a complicated space when it comes to me because she's a big hero to my people my um my tribe back home in Nigeria mm-hmm. and um you know as a kid she was a hero but 
as an adult is different. <laughs> yes. Some reasons that I won't go into right now. But I'm still proud of a lot of things that she did for uh, our people, even though she will never benefit from it. She will never reap the rewards due to mm. how the system works, just how we are, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate. If she was a man, it would be different. So um, it's one of the things that has shaped me in my life and it's something that I've learned from. But when it comes to figures that um, inspired me, even without, uh, like we were talking about before we began recording, a lot of things happened that I wasn't of the maturity to really understand or appreciate mm -hmm. when it was happening back then. So I think the, like the person who I even give the title of father figure in my life is still my uh, my late aunt. And I wish she were alive in um, this time because mm -hmm. there, there are conversations that I would have with her today because mm -hmm. things are a lot different now. I, she's the strongest person I've known in my life. Like uh, among men and women, phys physical strength, she's the strongest. And there's a stereotype that I now understand why it exists about women from my um, village back home in my part of Nigeria. It's claimed that our women like to fight, mm. like physical fights. And, and it's the way of tagging them as stubborn mm. mm -hmm. and tough, but the fighting is also used as a, like, oh, you, you, you don't want to marry a woman from here. <laughs> if you marry her, this is the trouble that she, yeah. she comes with. This is the baggage that she comes with. Mm -hmm. But seeing, anytime I think of my late aunt and re recalling the struggles that she went through, she never got formal education, mm -hmm. but she, she made sure her kids got educated. Uh, she was the first wife of her husband, her late husband now, now late husband. And mm -hmm. um, she never had, you know, it took a while for her to uh, have kids. Yeah. And the pressure of not having kids, you know, it's always the woman's fault. So mm -hmm. they went and got a second wife for the husband who yeah. started having children. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, that woman starts getting all the uh, favorable treatment and all that. Mm -hmm. And she went about her business and her children eventually came, um, two kids, my two cousins, and she made sure they were taken care of because they were no longer favorable. Um, they were no longer favored, one. even though she's the first wife, which mm -hmm. means they should be a, the, 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 the system. They should be, no, they should come first. Mm -hmm. But she had to use her own money to spend, you know, make sure they got educated do everything because the dad is like the, the second wife's kids, get everything. They're in the same house, by the way. <laughs> but yeah. it, it's wow. the older I get, I start understanding these things. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, for some reason, I was like one of her favorite nephews. <laughs> and anytime I came to visit, uh -huh. my favorite food to eat back then was black eyed peas. Mm, I and like black eyed peas. Yeah, we, we we just call it beans back home. But yeah, <laughs> so yeah, for the audience to know it's black eyed peas. And she called them by my native, uh, my traditional name, Laifa, mm -hmm. or, you know, and she would just, what do you want to eat? If I said I wanted you. to eat that all day, that's mm -hmm. all I'm getting. And I didn't understand. <laughs> I thought, you know, my, everybody had the same amount of money like my mom did. Yeah. She would make it happen. She knew I didn't like eating fresh fish. 
Mm-hmm. Not like most of our people. So she, my food didn't have that. Yeah. Which was going out of her way to make it happen. But she was one of the first people to actually show me affection, unlike mm. most of the family, because for an Ijob boy to not be eating fish. That's a problem. I, I still remember the insults that I got as mm-hmm. a child. Mm-hmm. Because people were making fun of me and saying I'm not a real Ijo. Mm-hmm. So, and there's a reason for them calling me not real. And it hurt a lot back then, but she was one of the people to shield me from nice. that. And I still didn't get it back then, you know, because you still want to be tough and, you know, I can do it myself. <laughs> but she but she always shielded me. And she gave with you a time, place to be your I will see that. Yeah. Even an uncle who had some mental health issues, mm-hmm. there's a reason why he always went to her. Like if he was acting up, mm-hmm. acting out and she showed up, he calmed down. Mm-hmm. Because she wasn't like yelling at him. She wanted, she'd be like, what would you like to talk about? Yeah. And he said, I, I remember one time he said he wanted to convert from Christianity to Islam. Mm. And she said, okay. Where the whole family, everybody's like, how dare you? <laughs> this man had schizophrenia or something which hadn't been diagnosed back then. Yeah. And you are busy shouting at him, yelling at him, throwing stuff at him. She was the and first person to have that mind to be like, let him speak. Yeah. Let him just say what he wants to say. And with within like 10 minutes, he had the yell, he wasn't yelling at anybody there, but people wanted to go. So one time he would pick up machete to like he wants to fight the whole family. And people <laughs> didn't get it that just let the guy be. He's just sick. Let yeah. him be. Mm-hmm. And she treated him. And when he fig- figured it out that okay, I don't want to be a Muslim anymore. He wants to be something. She was like, okay, come talk to me. Mm-hmm. And so he, 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 even when they wanted to take him to hospital for treatment, he said if she doesn't come with him, mm-hmm. he won't take any medication. He won't listen to any doctors. She had to come. They had to go get her from Lagos because we didn't live in Lagos. So she would come. Yeah. And that was the only time. So there were traits of leadership that she exhibited. Yeah. She showed a whole lot of, you know, what she was, ex- she was showing us. And we had somebody who was, a major general in the family mm-hmm. and we were ruled by the military, which is why I don't listen to people online who shout that Africa should be led by the military. I'm like, this woman exhibited powerful leadership back then. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yes, I saw her lift the man up and slam the man one time when he overstepped. Yeah, if you overstepped, she would beat you. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I don't got to fight. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she was a calming presence and Nice. People listened to her when she spoke and she didn't have to yell, but she, she could switch to that too if you needed, if you needed yeah. that, she could do that. Uh-huh. But I think with time, I started copying her without even realizing it. That, you know, like when I would eventually get into the Navy and I would think that, oh, it's because I, I've met Americans and this has started copying me. I think she, she, she had been inspiring me from, from a long time wow. because I never had a physical strength. Mm-hmm. Her son was the person who had that strength because he's way bigger than I am. Yeah. He had his mother's size. So, yeah, he had that physicality. Mm-hmm. But I never was that huge. But <laughs> I could, people always shared stories with me. People opened up to me. Mm-hmm. So, it's, I had something from, I got something from her. Yeah. And when I always sat down with her and I spoke with her, there were times when she would be like, hmm, okay, like your father, but maybe you should have done this instead of that. Mm-hmm. But she never was like, you're stupid. You're mad. But you <laughs> got that from She allowed you to be person. who you are. Yeah. You know, she let you be your own person. So 
Yeah. I, 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 it pains me that, you know, she, mm. she passed away before I left Nigeria and it was it's a circumstance of um, our unfortunate situation of poor health care. Mm. Um, you know, if, if we had the rights, if, if she shouldn't have died right. when she did. And yeah. there was just poor treatment. And I, I wish I was at the, I wish she was alive to at least, I, I would have brought her to America. She was one yeah. person I would have moved mountains to, to bring. So, um, if I'm going to put somebody at number one, that's the woman I'll put at number one. Mm -hmm. Um, my Navy mama, uh, somebody who I will always cherish. Um, I didn't understand what that woman was doing for me <laughs> in the Navy. And, um, I was also, I was, you know, I had to fight a black woman being my boss. I just had to challenge you all the time. Yeah. Um, it was, she's she the reason why I have my Navy Marine yeah. Achievement Medal. She's mm -hmm. the reason why I have a whole lot of accolades that I, I got. And she fought, she was fighting the fight that I, I understand, the poor politics and military, I understand it. And yeah. she did su such a great job that after she left, they couldn't scratch my name out of the records. People tried. <laughs> I'm sure they did, yeah. They tried, but mm -hmm. she had done the paperwork so well that mm -hmm. nobody could take my name out and I got everything that she had made sure I was going to get. Yeah. And that's how I knew because my supervisor didn't get what he was supposed to get because he was relying on the person who, who was ahead of her mm -hmm. to do take care of him and that person dropped the ball. Yeah. Every other person who was relying on someone else, this the, the ball got dropped and I saw the reaction. I was like, dang, I'm not going to get anything. Mm -hmm. Now I'm seeing other people losing out and I'm like, who's, who's going to take care of me now? <laughs> and when my name was announced and they called me like, hey, mm -hmm. uh, get ready, award ceremony. You're yeah. getting an award. I'm like, what? This command where they hate people like me? <clears throat> yeah. So, and, and it's those type of situations where even behind the scenes, mm -hmm. you may not know or, you know, you may not know who's in your corner and who's rooting for you. But she pretty much seems like she laid that groundwork for you to be able to get that award. Oh, yeah. And your aunt was a woman who was able to embrace and allow, you know, you and your uncle and other people in the family and probably the neighborhood and the community itself oh, everybody to, to feel comfortable with her because she had their back as well. As we get ready to wrap up, I mean, I love that question because it really tells us a lot about you know, the importance that Black women play in our families and in the shaping of us and in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think often, you know, it's my birthday. So, of course, you know, congratulations to my mom for birthing me because hey. it's also her birthing day. Um, but my grandmother, you know, my maternal grandmother is a woman that, I mean, that's my heart. You know, uh, you know, we all, she had eight kids and you know, God knows how many grandchildren and, and great-grandchildren. I shouldn't know this, but, I mean, <laughs> I know I'm one of her favorite older granddaughters. There you, know? you go. That's um, all that matters. That's, you all, that know, matters. that's all that matters, you <laughs> know, right. for crane mother, right? <laughs> but, I mean, usually, you know, you hear improper Mimi talking about, you know, all kind of things that women go through and what we've survived. But I'm actually coming out with a new podcast, and it's going to be The Legacy of Dee Dee. Yeah. So Dee Dee's my grandmother and right. she's one woman that I really have a lot of respect for and that has really 
I mean, she shaped the lives of all of eight of her kids. And then they, in turn, shaped us, her grandchildren. And, you know, it just opens up a whole world of, like, our family history, um, you know, her being born in the 30s, and then, you know, raising kids from the 40s all the way through, like, the 90s, you know, really. So it was, like, um, really great to conversate with her and hear about what it was like for her growing up. Um, I also talked to my aunts and uncles to hear about what it was there like from their perspective. Yeah. Um, who knows? Eventually, I might even have to talk to the grandkids because sure. from my perspective, I called her Dee Dee because she was too young to be a grandmother. But then now all these little new age millennial kids are like, Grandma, great grandma. <laughs> I was like, what are they talking about? You know, but, you know, Dee Dee really was um, a pioneer in my eyes of, you know, um, a self-sufficient woman, you know, she went back to school, I think like in the 80s or 90s to get her education, to get her bachelor's degree, you know, after she had all her kids and everything. So we were really proud about that. And um, just her her characteristics and her honesty and her faith and her determination, Mm -hmm. you know, that really um, played a big part, I think, in my mom's life and my life and, and a lot of people in the community. So just wanted... I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah. That's something I've been talking to my friends about. Like, yeah. sit down with your family members and just press record on your phone or Absolutely. start a podcast like that and yeah. start chronicling your family story because it's just so many. As we're getting older, mm-hmm. especially that, that whole early 1900s, mid 1900s mm-hmm. era, right. is, you know, my mom's 70 something years old. So it's like it's yeah. disappearing. Uh-huh. And they have so many different perspectives from, from a completely different world than we do yeah. that we should actually just document and record and to tell these stories. Yeah. You know, and it's important for us to keep the legacies going. I, you know, and I it's so important because I think a lot of times in the black communities, we keep secrets, mm. you know, like, yep. you know, they're, the wrong ones. Eh, right. Exactly. Sometimes the wrong ones. I mean, sometimes families keep secrets until someone dies and then they'll be like, oh, well, you know, this happened to her. I'm like, oh, really? Yep. If you had told me, then maybe I would have avoided that or maybe we could have made sure that our family, you know, mm-hmm. were justified for the wrongs that were done to them. But yeah, so it's so important to not only hear our elders stories, you know, but even, you know, like my mom and her siblings, like they have a whole nother perspective to this angle of who she is as a woman that I never knew. So right. I loved hearing, you know, their 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 reactions and their to the questions that I was asking them. I just want to add too, like, you know, considering social media and the podcast space has been going, especially in the black community in regards yeah. to how we look at women and the relationships between men and women and it's just polarizing thing that's going on right now. Yeah. We need to have those stories to counteract it because I tell I tell people all the time, like, some of these things y'all saying didn't even apply to black Americans. Like, the right. whole man does this, woman does that because we were in a specific type of environment where majority of times the women was carrying the household. The women, yeah. it wasn't that they were emasculating the men it was just the way the system was. Yeah. They were easily employable. They were the ones out there making the money and the and the man was home doing whatever he was doing or trying to do to maintain the house. So yeah. we have like this weird dynamic and now the internet's coming in and just completely like one size fits all. Adding yeah, <laughs> adding this other thing. So we need those stories of the older generation and the things they went yeah. through and how they raised their families 
and the struggles and the and the joys and and the, and the accomplishments and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. especially from the black woman's side, because you know we rarely hear those stories, and then we hear like no knock on them, but like the stories <laughs> like Angela Davis, right? Yeah, we hear those stories, but we don't hear the stories of or we get movies like Fences that kind of shows you part of it, but it's always <laughs> from other. It's like from this weird point of view instead yeah. of showing like. With all the tropes and everything, yeah. you know, you know, I've had you know men tell me, "Oh, you're such a strong black woman," and I look at them and I would be, I have an attitude because I'm like, "Well, it's not by choice. It's not because I wanted to." You know, it's like these are the situations I found myself in, and I've had to react. And by any means necessary, I'm going to do what I have to do to take care of my family. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm not going to iron your shirt for you because you know I do everything else. So funny because. <laughs> My mom raised me that way. Mm-hmm. So when I had girlfriends and stuff that would try to do that stuff, I'd be like, nah, I wash my own clothes. I cook mm-hmm. my own food. Mm-hmm. And even one of my ex-girlfriends, used to be like, Corey, what's your problem? Like, you don't let nobody do something. I said, why am I going to let you do something I've been doing since I was nine years old? Like, yeah. do something nice for me. Like, <laughs> something that you know I would really, like, I could wash. It's not that hard to wash clothes. It's not that hard to wire in my shirts. Ooh. It's not that hard to cook cook a dinner, you know? Yeah. And the way I am, like, I'm glad I'm cooking my own dinner because some people be like, I be like, You don't Man. know what they're doing with their food. Like, what is this? You putting, you putting raisins in, in, in the macaroni? No. Like, what? Yes. You know, I'm, I'm all Shoot. down for experimenting and all that. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I remember, <laughs> I, I don't think I was raised, like, intentionally to be the independent guy mm. because it's, it was... Obviously, you're a man, you know, a woman has to come take care of you, blah, blah, blah. But it just worked out that it, I was or I was put on the independent path. I think certain cracks happened in life, and I ended up <laughs> on the independent side of things. And when I would run into a woman who, because I love women, you know, good looking, and I'm, I'm, I start catching up and the next thing is like oh you know I gotta come to your house and wash your clothes and I'm like uh, um, that's not why that's not why I'm, I'm here talking to you you know I'm, I'm, right. I'm fine washing I used to wash clothes for all the you know I was the last kid I was the youngest kid in the house so mm-hmm. all the women throw their clothes at me I was washing clothes and then I would go out and I hear talk about oh if you a man washes a woman's underwear the man is weak uh, they had that before the internet existed in, in Nigeria. And uh, I was I was a kid growing up, and I was like, oh, but uh, so what happens to all the boys like me who are the youngest kids in the house who have to wash Everybody's everything? Stuff. <laughs> right. And your oldest just throws all the clothes to you, and I'm like, uh, there's underwear in here. So uh, you, you can't wash your underwear. Pow, you get you, you get a knock on your head. I'm like, okay, well, at last time I asked that question. So I washed all that. Uh-huh. And so when a woman was like offering, oh, I want to come wash all your clothes. I'm like, ah, no, that, that, let me first, before you qualify to touch my clothes, <laughs> I, have, I already have this way of washing my clothes. Let me first get to know you before, you know, you have to hit a certain criteria mm. before, you know. I don't even got time there. to wait. So, no, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't it, it, that wasn't the, the criteria <laughs> for me that, you know, like, come cook for me. Come, yeah. I, I mean, if you cook, I will eat the food. But that wasn't dying you know, I'm my, my my chief, uh, one of my chiefs in when I was in the Middle East, um, in, back in the Navy, he says to me one day, I was like, oh, right, uh, uh, because they called me by the last name, um, Harry. You know, you need a good woman. You know, but if that woman don't cook, man, she can't. She, you know, if the woman don't cook, I, mm. she can't be with me. And I was thinking, one of my best well, friends, <laughs> she, she 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 can't cook. Well, hold on, because I mean, my ex-wife used to cook. 
I would cook too, but she would cook. I ain't yeah. gonna lie. You got somebody who could help you carry that and you could eat the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, but, you got something good going on. Yeah, I, I, I get it, but I, I, I remember when I started cooking and because I, I, I was forced to cook, learn how to cook as a boy, you know, you, you would just play and one day they call you, come in, start slicing the, the onions, tomatoes, and I'm like, okay, can I go back to playing? Like, no, you, that's, you, you don't understand. You're making dinner for the whole family. That's how. They, that's that. That's it. That's how I was told. You, I was you were the dinner. help. I was like, oh, <laughs> He's youngest, you the help. The help now, now, if the food like don't that. taste good, I'm getting a beating. So the food better taste good at the same time. So yeah, yeah. but it's with time, here, when I, I started <laughs> being on my own and I realized that oh, I like cooking for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before I now start cooking for others. Yeah, it's not about uh, a woman coming to cook for me. Like, yeah. my wife can tell you right now that I, I some days before you know, I cook, and my daughter would tell me some days, like, hey, I want to eat this. She knows the food she would tell me that she wants to eat, <laughs> and she knows the food she would tell her mama that she wants to eat. That kid already figured it out. You know, that's how she, you know, she's my child. I can't even go to Mori anymore. But, uh. you know, uh, <laughs> which was my plan before Mori retired. But uh, just to go on TV, that's all. It's not for any other reason. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, you know, I'm still There's other ways you can get on TV, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I watched that show for two weeks, my first two weeks in America. First oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> so that was the dream. I want to be wow. on The Price is Right. That's, that's where I want to be. That's not how you... I mean, well, if you want to become an American, that's how you watch. Yeah, well, well, yeah, well, yeah, you, yeah know, you get the language you know, but everything. I, I just, you know, I, I, I love cooking. I love being in the kitchen sometimes. It's therapy for me sometimes, uh-huh. you know. Wow. I just... Do my dishes. I do stuff that I used to do back home. Clear the dishes before I start cooking. After I finish cooking, clear the dishes again. It's a weird system. I do it. But well, you gonna start getting orders from your daughter and me then? Cause I can't. I don't like it. But I hmm? I, I do it well. I just don't like cooking. Yeah, so but there's nothing wrong with that. Well, there's... then I mean, you just need someone to clean up because I yeah. mean, I don't mind cooking either. But I don't want to clean up. You know. But I, 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 I want to. Oh, you got to do it all at the same who, time. I have go. women friends. Who I mean, yeah. don't cook like i have one of my best friends she's like she's not a great cook and i think that made her scared of dating yeah. nigerian men because she was like well, what i'm like look well i mean if he's if, doing well enough he could take her out to eat if the man is worried about that the man already like you he's not into you <laughs> because the man's into you <laughs> well we, we cook yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> we cook yeah. i cook uh-huh. I can tell you that that's probably one of the fastest ways to my heart is you can cook. So. Yeah, I mean that's exactly. But that but, mean I well, you got to iron my clothes and shine my shoes, and uh, that I'm, would be I'm terrible. really I, impressive. I, I, in the navy, I got people to iron for me. I'm not getting my shine box. I, I, let me show you how good I got people to iron for me. A racist was ironing for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> you win. Was that it? You win. <laughs> And on that yeah. note, <laughs> uh, thank you both again for being here oh. with me today. Yeah. I really appreciate I it. I'm not going to miss this. Oh, thanks, Corey. Can't think of a better way to bring in my birthday. Hey. hey. You know what I say, right? The party don't start until Mimi shows up. Well, now, I say yeah, that, too. Yeah. holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> Tis the season. Yes. Well, you know, you could definitely find me at ImproperMimi.com. You could get on the podcast. You could... All the social medias, all improper Mimi. That's improper with the M. And um, yes, that tell the folks how we can find you guys, how we can reach you guys as well. Like, where can we find you? Just go to whitelabelamerican.com yeah. or you download the app from the Google Play Store, White Label American app on the Google Play Store. And uh, yeah, we're also on Patreon. So yeah, yeah, for as low as $3, 
You can get bonus content, <laughs> videos. Um, right. You can buy our mesh too. It's made by a veteran, also a cool brother. So yeah, he's supporting black-owned veteran businesses. So buy our mesh. And we have new designs coming out, um, nice. new colors, everything. Awesome. So go get it. Uh, so keep supporting us. Five stars, everything. Awesome. Awesome. Excellent. And you, Corey? For me, you know, um, just... Go on any social media platform, search for the Black Podcasters Association. It's too many different handles because <laughs> yeah. of all, all the different requirements that these platforms have. But the Black yeah. Podcasters Association on, on like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Right. Um, and also you can go to blackpodcastersassociation.com or getbpa.com if you're interested in learning more about what we do and joining. Yeah. And I recommend definitely, if you're not, you know, already following, then definitely look up these two guys, follow them, um, spread the word, because the Black Pound Customs Association is a great organization. And I'm looking forward to, you know, the next new year. I mean, this is my new year because it's, you know, when the sun starts to rotate around me on my birthday. Hey. But, you know, I know 2024, we're going to have a lot of things planned for everybody, too. Yeah, so That's right. Yes. And if there's any ways, like... If you have any ideas of how we can support women, you know, um, across the board, it doesn't matter. I mean, we deal with yeah. black women, but any woman, um, please reach out to me and let me know because I'm always looking for new ideas and new ways yeah. to do so. Definitely. I am here to help share the info. Well, thank you all. Thank you. Yes. See you guys. <laughs>